When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Growing green to generate more green. Welcome to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman. Each week, we plant the conversational seeds about cultivation and the changing climate of cannabis culture. We'll peel back the layers of benefits of the world's most versatile plant, from food to fuel, from remedy to resource. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Grow Show with your host, multi-award-winning grow master and respected cannabis consultant, Kyle Cushman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Grow Show on CannabisRadio.com. I'm Kyle Cushman. Thank you for joining us. Today, The Grow Show is going to the movies. We're going to talk about the New York City Cannabis Film Festival and Cannabis Culture Film Fest that was held recently in Brooklyn, New York. Here to fill us in on some of the highlights is the festival founder, Tim Matson. Tim also is a cannabis activist, video producer, and media director of High New York. Welcome to The Grow Show, Tim. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, man. How how's New York these days? Uh, it's good. It's actually gotten a little colder uh, recently, but uh, we're hanging in there. Good. You know, uh, I'm originally from New York, and I miss it terribly. Awesome. Uh, what part? Well, I actually was born on the island and grew up in Westchester, and then did my uh, my prep and finishing school, as I call it, at High Times Magazine in in Manhattan. Awesome. Awesome. We love High Times for sure. Yeah, so um, so let's get started here. I, I want to know, what is High New York? Uh, High New York is an activist organization that's pushing for the legalization of cannabis for, you know, for responsible adult use uh, in New York. And um, yeah, so we're hoping that that will happen. That is absolutely fantastic. As you know, we're getting ready to vote here in California. Um, who would have thought that California is uh, going to legalize marijuana after half the country already has, but I'm pretty optimistic on that. Um, I'm really glad to hear that you're, uh, you're, you're in the same line of work that I am trying to uh, normalize and legalize cannabis. Oh, you're sure. also embedded in the New York City film community for quite a while now. How did you decide to put a film festival and cannabis together? Oh, sure. Well, it, you know, it's all about your passions, right? Uh, I've already been putting together film festivals from before, uh, in the late 90s, I was actually doing programming for the Olympia Film Festival in Olympia, Washington, doing the animation uh, program. And it's just kind of carried on since then. And I've done many events, including film festivals. And one of the things that we're thinking about at High New York was how to engage the community. And because I've had this experience with uh, film festivals, I figured, you know, there's so many stoner films out there. Why not give them a way to be featured and highlight them in you know, the media capital of the world? Love it, love it. Can you can you rattle off a few of your <coughs> excuse me? 
Can you rattle off a couple of your favorite stoner movies? Sure, sure. What do you mean? As far as like what came through our film festival? Or, exactly. Yeah, yeah. In regards to what's come through our film festival, there are quite a few. Uh, last year, a great documentary was The Scientist, which is on Dr. Mishulin, which is uh, the guy Very in cool. Israel who is pretty much the godfather of cannabis when it comes to uh, you know THC and the discovery of THC. Sure. Um, uh, and then we also have a bunch of short films, including one from last year called The Lotus Gun by Amanda Melius, whose father is John Milius. Uh, those of you who might be familiar with the screenwriter for Apocalypse Now and many other great films, um, who her father's also the inspiration for Walter in The Big Lebowski. Um, so as far as those films, that's from last year. Those are kind of my favorites. And this year, uh, I have a lot more, uh, just because well, we've come see- across a lot more for sure. I see you had three full-length films uh, yes. this year that you featured, uh, Dark Harvest, Summer of the Cans, and Tricky Bidness. Exactly. Tell me briefly about how those uh, uh, movies got chosen to be featured. Sure, sure. Uh, well, you know, as far as documentaries, we always want to have a feature documentary, and this year we had two instead of one like last year. Last year we only had enough time to kind of repeat the same program twice. This year we had an entire day, so that gave me more time to program uh, feature-length films. And so we had two great uh, documentary films, which was Tricky Business, which has to deal with the Cannabis Triangle of Northern California and the issues that are based around that. And then the other uh, documentary film was Some of Their Cans, which is about cannabis that was washing up on the shores of Rio in uh, cans, it was like basically a pound of can. So they popped the can, and there's some high quality cannabis. So it was an awesome story. And then and this, uh, this really happened. This really happened. And what's awesome about that story is that one of the guys who was helping us with the film festival this year for the New York City Cannabis Film Festival, he's actually associated with the guy, or at least knew who he was, the guy who owned the boat who had to dump it overboard. Uh, so, <laughs> what was the country of origin? Out of, out of curiosity. I think the country of origin on the boat was the United States or it was Norway. It was, you know, something else. It was being used for doing, you know, other things. So that's why they obviously had to dump it over. I think they had gotten uh, frightened seeing the U.S. Navy nearby. So they dumped everything overboard and, uh, you know, everybody else lucked out. Um, but this year, too, we got to do, at, or, or that is, we got to screen a feature-length narrative film, which was awesome. Uh, an original story and a great cast. It's called Dark Harvest by James Hudson, who wrote, directed, and stars in it alongside Cheech Marin and uh, A.C. Peterson, which uh, the story, the quality of production, everything was amazing. So it was, it was really great to have that on board this year. What is, that, that sounds really interesting. What is the premise of Dark Harvest? The premise of Dark Harvest is, you know, just as you would suspect with that title, mm-hmm. uh, has to do with a guy and his cannabis business, and it goes awry, uh, starting with the murder of his best friend. So he has to kind of figure out, like, what's going on, it has some dirty cops involved. Cheech Marin is his mentor, uh, Ricardo, his mentor, and... Um, yeah, so it kind of unfolds in the whole transition between an illegal cannabis business to a legal cannabis business. And, you know, as that's happening, this story is unfolding. 
That sounds really, really interesting. I think I'm going to look for that one. Um, so tell me a little bit about the response from the New York City community. You know, they have the, uh, the really famous Tribeca Film Festival. And um, from those who are cannabis supporters and those who are real film buffs, how are, are, are you getting, getting any traction? Oh, yeah. In regards to other filmmakers, you know, there's a lot more people that are surprised that this is even happening. Uh, they weren't aware of it. And we're getting more entries from higher level uh, individuals, or at least individuals who are able to get um, higher level celebrities involved, including a short film this year that we had called Re- Recalculating, uh, which has a small brief bit by Cloris Leachman um, nice. smoking a joint in a car. Which was fantastic. Pretty hilarious, man. That is really but, good uh, stuff, man. So, um, so now, uh, have both of these festivals concluded? Uh, yeah, actually, the Cannabis Culture Film Festival colluded, uh, concluded in June. And that was a day of film screenings uh, next to Times Square. Uh, and then... The New York, or yeah, the New York City Cannabis Film Festival was October sixteenth. So, so that was recent. Cool. So, are, are you already planning again for uh, season three? Oh yeah, yes, we are. And and in regards to that, uh, for the New York City Cannabis Film Festival, it means big things uh, like celebrities, people getting on board that will help us kind of push it to the next level. We'll actually be in a theater in Manhattan. That'll be able to you know, get a bigger audience, at least more than 85, uh, more like in the Fantastic. 200 to 300 plus range. So that's going to kind of open things up and get bigger entries in. And like I said, bring in more of the celebrities too. Fantastic. I, uh, I hope uh, you give me a reason to visit New York, New York next year. Oh, well, for sure. I, th- I think we will. And in regards to you know, the New York City Cannabis Film Festival, next year is like going to be the big year for sure. It'll be two full days of screenings, including I'm hoping that we might even have some comedy involved to where we're doing some uh, fun you know, cannabis comedy and engaging the community <clears throat> excuse me, with workshops, um, including special talks by people within the industry. Um, and that's just for the New York City Cannabis Film Festival. For the Cannabis Culture Film Festival, which is the traveling cannabis film festival, next uh-huh, year that's the difference. we're hoping yeah, – exactly, that's the difference. The difference is we, we're trying to take that to states that are already legalized. So that way people can imbibe either at the screening or just before the screening and thereby enhance their, <laughs> you know, their screening enjoyment. I love it, Tim. It's definitely uh, two of my favorite things, which is, you know, Hollywood entertainment or, you know, uh, I love movies. I love really good uh, drama and, uh, and cannabis. Um, so uh, I got to tell you, uh, we got to take a quick break uh, uh, to show some grow show love to our sponsors. But we're going to come right back with Tim Matson from the New York City Cannabis Film Festival and Cannabis Culture Film Fest in just a few minutes. Stay right here. We'll be right back. The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman will return once we cultivate through this short commercial break. While the feds and state are doing their dance, you still need to transact business and manage your cash. Go professional and let your customers pay with PayQuick. They pay you and they earn rewards points. 
PayQuick connects to your bank account for free and secures all of your transactions. And with PayQuick, you can pay your producers and processors for free. Plus, it pays to have it because it makes depositing your cash safe and so easy. No cops, no crooks, just compliance and comfort, knowing you have your cannabis business in check with PayQuick. PayQuick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Play as Ted Growing, expelled botany sophomore and the biggest grower in town. Only on Weed Firm Replanted. Available on the App Store and Google Play. It's a lot of work being the biggest grower in town. Maintaining a room full of plants while dealing with a slew of eccentric customers, from a hardcore partier to the curious neighbor next door. Is anybody home? Help me expand my bud business by unlocking new strains, customizing my grow room, and completing challenges that you can't get enough of. Grow your empire so big you can see it from space. Low on funds? Don't worry. Weed Firm Replanted is free to download. Download Weed Firm Replanted for free on the App Store and Google Play today. Get growing, Mr. Growing. We have your smoking section right here. This is the Cannabis Radio Network. Time to plant some more conversational seeds. You're listening to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening. We're back with Tim Matheson from the New York City Cannabis Film Festival and Cannabis Culture Film Fest, which we've been describing to you. Sounds like a whole lot of fun, and I'm guessing that a lot of you uh, are wishing that you could visit it next year. Um, Tim, let's talk about how you got into film and where did you get your start? Sure, sure. Uh, How I got my start? You know, I could probably trace it back all the way to eighth grade in health class when I got my hands on a Fisher-Price PXL2000 camera. Do you remember those at all? It's totally I like... I don't, but I think, I, think, I think it's like one of those things we'd make fun of, like my first camera, my first toy yes. set, right? Yes, it was like a Fisher-Price camera that recorded to an audio cassette, a chrome audio cassette, and it was black and Hilarious. white and very pixelated. And I used it to do an anti-drug commercial about like not wanting to do or, or you know the dangers of doing cocaine. Like what what I guess what happens when when uh, baking soda lands on a clay brain. But uh, the the class loved like how it, old were and you? Um, it was like eighth grade. So what is you? that? Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Right, right. Yeah, somewhere in there. Okay. Yep, yep. So you know, kind of, I got bit by the bug, and then from there. I just kept doing more and more video and film production and eventually went to college and studied, et cetera, and wound up in New York City in 2001 when I was doing avant-garde puppetry for the Hensons and uh, just kind of stuck here because it was the first time to New York and realized just how much potential was here 
how much better it was than L.A., just, you know, personally. And uh, at the same sure. time, I met my future wife here all at the same time. So, and uh, since then, I've just been doing... Thank you. Yeah, you know, since then, I've just been doing lots and lots of production um, for my own company, everything from media, television, film, and um, yeah. And in regards to the film festivals, it's all about giving that love back to the community, giving them, you know, filmmakers a real place for them to exhibit their films without any of the sure. political bullshit. You know, I don't have any of my sure, friends' you know, I mean, films I, involved, you know. Sorry, what were you I, saying? I, th- I think personally, if I were a director, I think I'd rather shoot in New York than L.A. myself because there's never any weather in L.A. So basically every day is kind of the same, and, and, and I kind of I miss the, uh, the ups and downs of the weather a little bit. Of course, I didn't like sh- shoveling the snow after the third month, but oh, I yeah. really did like the well, first snow, snowstorms. <laughs> um, well, you know, in, in regards to LA, what what I like about it is it's clearly a place that if you're going to do special effects and you're doing things where you need to rely on better weather, you know that totally makes sense. But surely. of course, you know, technology is, is is crazy, and things are getting easier, so you can pretty much do that just about anywhere. But um, but California still rocks. I mean, I, I, I sure. still wouldn't mind living there. Probably living there briefly, but as far as like full full time and full length. It's going to be New York City. Cool. I'm with you, man. Um, I miss a little bit of the uh, rough and tough sensibilities of the New Yorker, as opposed to the uh, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to the the bluntness. Hey, gnarly, the blunt- dude, yes, I do. I do. I absolutely do. I, I miss the people who didn't think that I was so um, gruff, you know, and they just kind of uh, appreciated my uh, my bluntness, but. Yeah. Uh, so tell us, you know, how easy or not is it these days to shoot a film and put it together? Uh, you know, it's somewhat easy. You still need a budget. You know, clearly people need to get paid for their time. Um, and that's probably the biggest thing right there. You know, your actors, uh, maybe your DP, your director, if you're not directing yourself. Um, you know, these people need to get paid for their time in order to pull off a feature. So there is sure. uh, a bit of fundraising that needs to be done. But yes, it is getting easier just in terms of the cameras are cheaper. Uh, the lenses, not so much. That's pretty much still going to be really expensive because high-quality lenses is where it's at, ultimately. Does the technology does, does the technology really, like, you know, I've watched over the years, I, I, I'm a little bit of a photojournalist myself in that when I took my job at High Times, part of finishing up the package that I had to turn in was taking some photos. And um, I've noticed, of course, over the years that taking photos has become a lot easier for people without any necessarily uh, skill or training. Um, Does the technology make it easier to shoot a film nowadays? Uh, it, it's getting there, yeah. I mean, in regards to the tech, you know, for the consumer world, there's already a camera that will record everything constantly. And then uh, we'll go back and post and basically figure out where your, your heart rate went up, uh, where something interesting happened, and basically edit it together for you. It's still not perfect, but that's the start of it. Uh, there's also the Litro, uh, which is a camera for photographers that will allow you to take a photo and then in post, figure out where you want to focus. So your focal points can actually be shifted in, in post, which is wild to think uh-huh. about. No, then, I actually have heard of that technology. Yeah, and then add that, they're working on the video end of that, 
right now they're, they have a really high-end camera. The Litro company has a high-end camera that's mainly for 3D special effects work, which is phenomenal what they could do with it. But <clears throat> it's that kind of tech involved with uh, quadcopter tech, which there's a company called, oh boy, I forgot what it's called, I-something. And it's a camera that's a spheroid camera that can fly and it's quiet. And it's actually in a shielded cage so that you can't get hurt by the fans. But the idea is that it walks with you into buildings, etc. And it's your flying personal cameraman. Now, it's that kind of tech. That's the Robotech future stuff that is going to make, you know, uh, people's lives like myself who who rely on that kind of work. You know, I'm going to have to, well, I'm going to have to figure out how to manage those kind of cameras and own a bunch myself. Boy, do you think there's going to be a day when we're going to see, uh, you know, the credits of the movie and it's going to say, starring... You know, Kyle Cushman, produced by Kyle Cushman, shot by Kyle Cushman, creative, but you know where everybody, you just make the whole movie yourself. Yes. 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 I mean, for sure. Why not? I mean, ultimately, it's about like, I mean, filmmaking, it's about taking the storyteller's idea out of, of, of your head like a dream and translating it to the screen. You know, for filmmaking, you're doing it with a whole collaborative group of people, which is awesome, by the way. It's like a tribe, right? It takes a tribe to go ahead and make it happen and to be sure. successful at it. So that's a skill into itself. But yes, I mean, eventually we could take more of those roles on ourselves. But at the same that's time, I still think you, you need people. You need actors. Of you course. may think that you could work with digital <laughs> actors, but it's, come on. Seriously, it's emotion and emoting is you know a skill that only a human being can accomplish. Of course, of course. It's just interesting to think about. Um, uh, you know, like I'm thinking about the difference between shooting short and full-length films, you know, must be pr- pretty substantial, even though you have to go through, I'm sure, a lot of the same thought processes to get there. Um, you know, is there, is there a, di- a major difference between the short and the full-length film that, that maybe I wouldn't have thought of? Sure. I mean, the short is a test. You can actually test a concept with a short film. A feature film is more something that is going to require a lot more time and effort to pull off. A short film is going to require, you know, maybe a tenth of that at most and will allow you to gauge whether or not a concept is workable. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, a short film is just probably the easiest way to test things out. And then uh, use short films to your advantage. If you're going to use them to test for features, you're going to be traveling the festival uh, circuit. So so get an idea of what it takes to travel this festival circuit. And more importantly, make sure you have a budget because that's where a lot of that's going to be is in festival entries. So uh, would I be making a wrong assumption that – all short films are uh, – I mean, I, I want to say – let me back that up. Ten seconds. <laughs> Ten seconds. So does that mean that there are no short films that are um, produced specifically with the intent of just making that short film and making it impactful? Oh, sure. Of course. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, okay. you spend a lot of money and, and actually they get Academy Awards. You know, those people sure. get Oscars. There's Oscar Awards for short films and it's those people that are, that are doing that and spending those kind of budgets that are feature film budgets. Do you think enough people engage in, in short film format like they do uh, a full length feature, you know, oh, to yeah. invest the time? Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, our, our short film program is sold out. Every, every year it's like 
the at least so far with each festival that I've done, the the short film program sells out. It's what everybody wants to see. It's mm. a lot of it is because the filmmaker is there and they're bringing her friends, but that's not always the case. It's just there's enough variety and sampling that that interests people. And as long as you're putting up short films that are, that aren't available online, that are strictly available through the festival circuit, then you know, yeah, that's that's what it takes. And hey, how how great is it to be able to only invest you know fifteen minutes or thirty minutes and um, either be entertained or informed you know rather than have to sit down and invest an hour and a half or two hours? So exactly, I, I love short films. Well, um, we have to take a quick break again, and uh, but we're going to be back again to talk some more with Tim Matson. We'll be right back. The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman will return once we cultivate through this short commercial break. Mindful of sustainable practices and limiting their environmental footprint, Sansal hemp is always grown outdoors, as nature intended. By starting with uniform genetic profiles, Sansal ensures the plant will maintain its optimal performance and yield consistently throughout its life cycle. It is through innovative processes that Sansal is able to achieve pure whole hemp extracts and meet industry requirements and the level of quality desired by many of their customers. Healthy plants... Healthy people. SansalCBD.com. Improve your lifestyle naturally. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the Seed to Sale Show, January 31st and February 1st at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. Register now at www.seedtosaleshow.com or 888-409-4418. The NCIA See the Sale Show, the largest cannabis business event to be held in Denver, will host over 2,000 cannabis professionals and focus on innovations and technology in cultivation, infused products and extraction, and sales strategies. The show will recognize the best in the industry with the Cannovation and Canatech Awards. Register before November 22nd for $200 savings at seedtosaleshow.com. Use the code RADIO15 for an additional 15% off. Plan your experience now for the NCIA Seed to Sale Show, January 31st and February 1st. SeedToSaleShow.com or 888-409-4418. Legal to listen to all over the world. We're just not sure about France. CannabisRadio.com Time to plant some more conversational seeds. You're listening to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Grow Show on CannabisRadio.com. I'm your host, Kyle Cushman. We've been chatting with Tim Matheson about the New York City Cannabis Film Festival and Cannabis Culture Film Fest that recently wrapped up. Um, Tim, now let's talk about 2017. Um, you were recently quoted by the Hemp on Air blog following the event, and let me paraphrase. You said the festival will be expanding to a bigger venue, expanding from one to three days, and you're talking to some A-list celebs that are interested in taking part. Uh, we alluded to this a little earlier. Fill us in a little bit more. Sure, sure. Uh, right now, what's awesome is that Dark Harvest took our Best Narrative uh, Feature Award which uh, the Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor 
went to James Hudson and to Cheech Marin. And that's kind of been beneficial because right now uh, Cheech is in Hollywood touting his award and talking about the film festival. So there's some familiarity growing and interest growing from that. So Cheech Marin is in Hollywood right now talking about the film festival and his award, which is beneficial to us because it's kind of creating a little bit of a buzz. Uh, We've got comics that are actually stepping up who are interested in participating next year which is allowing me to consider a stand-up comedy segment, which would be awesome to kind of help transition things and move things along, especially for programming for a full two days. And if it's three, it would be like a Friday night premiere, so we'll figure out what the feature film premiere is. Uh, But yeah, in regards to celebrities, we'd love to have somebody like Woody Harrelson uh, on board who would be you know there to help represent cannabis culture and help prove that when it comes to cannabis culture... It doesn't mean just a bunch of dumb stoner films with a bunch of people who, you know, aren't worth it, worth the time and effort, right? There's enough exactly. here to learn from for from the stoner culture that's interesting, fun, and responsible. Maybe even help break out some like uh, not well-known actors, but who are uh, cannabis enthusiasts, like um, like Joe Rogan or uh, yes. Uh, or uh, well, Seth Rogen is a famous actor. Um, you know, maybe some other people who are who would love to uh, use their celebrity and and branch out. I mean, everybody wants to be a movie star, right? Well, yeah. In regards to that, I mean, that's <laughs> totally exactly what we wanted to consider. And, and a big one for us too that we would love is Kevin Smith. I mean, Kevin yeah. Smith is right just <laughs> right here in New Jersey at Red Bank, or at least you know that was where hometown was, right? So uh, it would be fantastic to have somebody like Kevin Smith there at the festival doing whatever, either representing a film or, or hosting or whatever it might be. Uh, sure. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely big plans for next year and, and we're going to achieve them. It'll be uh, held in Manhattan rather than Williamsburg at the White Hotel, like it was this year at the White Hotel Theater, which only holds 85 people. Uh, but um, yeah, next year it'll be in a space at least 200 plus and right in the heart of the city. Awesome. I hope Kevin Smith is listening. And uh, I I really loved his movie Tusk. Did you see that one? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I actually like that one myself. I'm going to watch that. Were you stoned? (laughs) When aren't I? Oh, okay, good. Because, I mean, man, that is a a wild ride, that movie. Yes, and and that kind of helped enhance it. Kind of took it to it like, what's happening? What's going on now? Yeah, yeah. It, It really did. That was a lot of fun. So... I mean, can you think of any other uh, cool people that you'd like to work, work with that we could talk about? Oh, yeah. I mean, tons of people. I mean, getting, getting Doug with High would be great, right? Sure. Um, Doug Benson wouldn't, wouldn't be so bad. Yourself. I mean, it would be great to have you here. Why not you come on out and do your show uh, during the film festival? I, I told mean, you. I dare you. Just give me a reason to be in New York. Why not? Why not? You could, you could be hosting and talking about it and who knows, whatever you want to do. I mean, Hey, work. Work the uh, my podcast into your next short. Sure, <laughs> why not? Uh, in regards to the film festival, you know, we do our own advertising for it, uh, making little shorts to help you know grow attention or at least uh, garner the attention we need to get people to show up. So next year will be a lot more of them produced. So maybe we get you on board for that too. Very cool. Well. Um you know, I really, really like talking to you, and um, you know, being that you are uh, furthering the uh, cannabis community's cause, puts you definitely at the top of my list. And um, 
I hope if you have some new news, um, as it's coming up time for the, uh, the film festival again, you'll contact us here at the Grow Show and uh, make sure that we can come out and visit you. Oh, for sure. You got it. You, are, you, you have a 100% invite whenever you want to, so come on down. Or Fantastic. Up. Well, Tim, this has been really, really fun and enlightening. Um, before I let you go, we are almost at the end of our last segment here. I want to give you a chance to uh, give a shout-out to our listeners and maybe um, give an email address and or a website so that if people want, want some more information, they can contact you. Sure, sure. That would be great. Uh, the email address you can reach me at is tim at nyccff.com. You can also visit the Film Festival website at nyccff.com. We are open for entries, so if you want to submit your film, we're open up until August of next year. And if you want to check out the Cannabis Culture Film Fest, it's cannabusculturefilmfest.com. Well, that's going to do it for today. I want to thank Tim Matheson for joining us today and everybody out there, the Cannabis Film Festival in New York next year. And... Maybe contact Tim and get the Cannabis Film Festival to come to your city. Thanks to my producers today for making the show possible on CannabisRadio.com. Make sure to check out my website at KyleCushman.com where you can find out where to follow me on social media and where I'll be on the road. Plus, you can learn a lot about everything I'm working on these days. New episodes of The Grow Show are planted every Wednesday at CannabisRadio.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Until next time, everyone, I'm Kyle Cushman, and as always, stay lifted. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.